when you raise money and you're showing someone a deal and that they see that there's value there, but there's equity there and that their loan is backed by a piece of real estate, a tangible asset, it, it becomes easier to borrow money. If you just walk in a bank and say, hey, I want to borrow money on this property, it becomes a lot harder. Welcome to the Profit First REI podcast, where real estate investors master financial management, eradicate entrepreneurial poverty, and learn to be profitable from day one. Now for your host, David Richter. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Profit First REI podcast. I'm your host, David Richter. Here I have another special guest, very special guest, Mike Fitzgerald, who is, he is the king of Hagerstown, Maryland. I mean, this guy owns a lot of real estate, done a lot of deals there. And he is someone that if you don't know, you need to get to know, you need to get on his socials. He's providing a ton of value all the time out there. I get to see him at a lot of different events too. And this is just someone that in the real estate world that is making a huge huge impact. So Mike, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. I have David, you're an awesome guy and it's a pleasure to be on your podcast. I haven't, I haven't done too many throughout the years. I've been invited on a lot, but I plan to do more. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on and well, let's go to, into that because you are, you're a busy guy. You've been doing a lot of good things and let's start right at the beginning. So what got you interested in real estate and why did you get into the real estate investing world? So I thought I was going to be a big importer. So I negotiated a deal with a company in China with $500 credit cards to uh, buy uh, mini bikes. And I negotiated a deal for, I think it was a few thousand of them. And I said, I wanted a sample order of 30, uh, used $500 credit cards, had um, um, a friend loan me $2,000. And, uh, you know, I had probably about 15,000 in the bank. And I called a rent to own at the newspaper. And the fellow on the other line said, Mike, you sound like you make a better investor than running to my house. And told me I could buy real estate, no money down. I said, you can buy real estate, no money down. I said, how do I learn? He told me to go to the local real estate associations. I went, I started asking questions and had my first deal three months later, my second deal a couple months after that, and uh, just kept moving forward. And here I am today, uh, you know, uh, close to a few thousand transactions later, over 400 units locally and over 450 in partnerships. You know, it started with a dream though, nine units one day. Because the guy in town I grew up in had nine units. I, I don't know, you know, it, things lead to another. If you stick with anything, it's going to blossom like a flower. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's incredible. So tell about all the work that you've done in Hagerstown. I mean, they, they you're like a celebrity in that city. So you, you've you done a lot of real estate specifically in that city, correct? Yeah. So I uh, started a one-bedroom apartment in Hagerstown. And when the market um, had a uh, collapse, you know, here's down to the super hard hit. But I got my first loan I'd ever got, a state and income loan. It was about two and a half years in real estate. And um, I paid, it was from a farm deal I did creatively where I had a lot of equity. I was able to pull 500,000 out. I paid about 470,000 of it in my losses. Um, a mentor told me to cut everything out like a cancer. It's, it's good I did because it would have dropped even more. Started the new market with about 20 something thousand in the bank, about uh, 600,000 in debt, and uh, just kept moving forward. About four years later, I had over 100 rental units after banks started working with me two years later. By the time I was, um, I started when I was 20. By the time I was 27, I had 200 rental units. Wow, that's awesome. So that's a, uh, you've done a lot of good work there, a lot of good work in that town, and I know they respect you very much. So you've also got a, a trophy. 
Yeah, go ahead. But a lot of that is this building we're in today, the Grand Piano Building. You know, I didn't used to be my own tenant here, but when I bought it, it had 196 leaks down to the first floor, lights flickering on and off. I had never done anything bigger than a 5,000 square foot single family home, and I bought a 50,000 square foot building. And people told me, Mike, even if you can get it done, and I, and I was on top of the contractors myself, managed it myself, got it done in a record number in the city, even contributed 150,000. Oh, wow. And, um, I, I was told, Mike, it'll take you 10 years to fill, and you're only going to take other downtown tenants to fill it. So there's another city, Frederick, Maryland, about 18 miles away, that's very, very vibrant. You know, in Hagerstown, it's just getting very, very vibrant now. It's a much different story. But um, so I went door to door to businesses like Tommy Boy and asked people, have you ever thought of opening a second location? Build the building in three months. The governor gave me a um, an award with him in the state thanking me for uh, helping with the revitalization of Hagerstown. And, uh, you know, that never looks back. Just kept moving forward. That's that's incredible. That's uh, changing lives locally and and across the world here too. So, talk about that trophy that you have on your your desk. It, it, was that the businessman of the year or something that you had mentioned? Uh, yeah, that? So I, mean, uh, I don't nominate myself. I've never asked for any of my awards, any of my newspaper articles. Um, you know, I um, I, get, I get recognized. It's always humbling and an honor. Um, and so, in the last uh, ten years, I've been nominated for the county's um, uh, business person of the year business of the year and uh um about two years ago it was 2019 i was uh washington county business young professional of the year awesome very so, cool it was and you've built a, quite a good team around you too because like you said you don't get on a lot of podcasts or whatnot but now you kind of have some more freedom to be able to do this type of stuff and whatnot and you mentioned having a good team behind you so how has that been how has that been growing a team you know getting them behind you in the you know in the businesses that you do and what can you speak to that a little bit that's exactly right you know i had a i was a hub and spoke business model for the first 11 uh years or so in real estate and it was great, but I was a hub, everybody was a spoke, and I was working, 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 doing hundred hour weeks. And, you know, I said, I wanna I wanna change this. I want it to be like an actual business. And it took it took five years to get the right people. You know, you learn a lot of lessons. You keep the wrong people too long, you get a few bad apples along the way, we even start their own companies and you know, um, but now you know, I, I've learned a lot. You got to hire. When you hear in these books, you want to hire the best people around you. You want to pay higher salaries to get the best. Trust me, that is absolutely correct. Not only do you want the best people around you, you want them to perform the best for you. That's the key. Right now, I got small stars. You know, I got all star P. I got, I consider my whole company all stars, but I got five of the best managers I can ever ask for. You know, a lot of people are doing everything around me. The business is vibrant, and I love it. So I do have some more time now. And I'm looking at, you know, I've, I've only ever uh, coached a couple people in real estate, uh, calling with wholesale millions to one of them, but I like changing people's lives. So maybe I'll do a uh, bi-monthly thing. Maybe I'll start helping people. I haven't decided yet what I'm going to do with my newfound time. But uh, it's all about having the right people. I definitely have a lot of good people around me. Well, I appreciate you coming on this podcast. And then also, I think that's so true. We hear that 
And just on this podcast, the last few episodes here, it's just come up with people who are extremely successful are surrounding themselves with those people that are also su- extremely successful, you know, and making sure that they have the right people on the team and the, how important it is. Cause like he, like you just said, Mike, if you're listening to this podcast right now, that is the key. That is the key to getting to where you want to be in the business is those good people around you. So thanks for speaking on that. So, okay. So your real estate investing journey has been quite, you know, quite prolific here. What about, because this is the Profit First RII podcast on the money side of things. You've it's an honor to be on here, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. And I, like I said, honored to have you on here. But uh, for the money side, because you've done a lot of loans in the past, you've paid off a lot of loans. Can you speak to like just the money side of your business and like how that's gone over the years with, uh, with the different projects that you've done and managing all of that and paying stuff back? And I know you've done quite a few over the years. It's all about sticking with it. I, I have, and I've always, I've always overcome. I've always, whether I've won or lost, I, I've paid my loans on time. I've never uh, defaulted. I've never um, not paid a debt. You know, no matter what I have to do, I do it down to, you know, if, I, if I'm going to take a loss, I'll sell a property. And it's important that with banks and with lenders, you do what you, you do what you say and that's your own point no matter what. So that means you have to be willing to sell something. And that means you have to be willing to always move forward. What I find is every time I have a hurdle, I do more deals and it just irons itself out. But with lenders and banks, you know, you have to present yourself right. So the best way to present yourself is give them who, who your who your team is. I mean, if you have a small team, if it's a lawyer, if it's an accountant, if it's, it's a virtual assistant, you know, write up who your team is, put it in the packet and write the deal down. You know, when you when you raise money and you're showing someone a deal and that they see that there's value there, but there's equity there and that their loan is backed by a piece of real estate, a tangible asset, it, it becomes easier to borrow money. If you just walk in a bank and say, hey, I want to borrow money on this property, it becomes a lot harder. The other thing is I never just walk in and ask for the commercial lender. I usually go straight to the president because once a commercial lender makes a decision, that decision isn't going to be changed by the president. But if you have a meeting with the president and you present yourself right, it's more than likely the commercial lender will make a, a decision that more favors you. Hmm. That's really good. That's really good advice. So that's if you're going into the bank and you're talking with them, go to the president first, don't go to the commercial lender and trying, you know, and the other key thing there is presenting yourself well. So that's awesome. Great advice. Love that. So then let me ask you some general questions just about money in general, because being on this podcast, the Profit First podcast, I want to ask like, what lessons or what, how has your uh, thought process around money evolved over the years? Like, did you think money was scarce before and now it's like abundant or like what kind of concepts did you think about money in the past? And like, how has that evolved over, you know, the past, you know, in real estate? So I used to always dream about how I could do it. How okay. I this happen. Awesome. And it's, it, it, as you go on, you know, my first year in real estate, I did two or three deals. My next year, six or seven. My next year, 12 or 15. And as you evolve and as you move forward, it becomes easier and easier. And it's, it's, it's hard to say why other than it's like an athlete perfecting their skills. And when you look at it overall, if you don't really think about how hard it is and you look at it in a much different light, it becomes easier and easier. And there's a lot of money out there, especially right now, that wants to be placed uh, in safe places. And I don't think there's a safer sector than real estate. 
you know, inflation can be unfortunate, but it definitely helps the real estate sector. Yeah, no, that's really good. And what yeah. would you say, you know, so far up to this point has contributed the most to your success in business and real estate? And one of the things that you would say, you know, these are the, the key things that helped me along the way. Well, I could say my mom praying for me every day. Oh, that's I good. Voicemail every day. Sweet, sweet, sweet parents. But um, I would say sticking with it, you know, I, I always envision everything and I always dream it and I always believe it. You know, Walt Disney said, if you dream it, you can do it. And I think as I move forward, you know, the bigger my dreams get, they, they come to fruition because I believe in them. I know I can make them happen. And they tend to fall into place. Awesome. So stick with it. Get, don't give up on those dreams. Make sure you keep moving forward. And what would you say have been some of the biggest pitfalls on your real estate investing journey or some of the things that you wish you would have known back then that you know now, you know, in order to, you know, sidestep some of these landmines? Um, well, I wish that I wish I knew all kinds of things, you know, I wish I knew what would happen with the market. I would have made about right. five different buys. It would have made millions of dollars. But, you know, in a bad market, there were so many good deals. But it's always like hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Oh, yeah. so how, do, how do you make your foresight twenty twenty? Right. You make your foresight twenty twenty by the positivity of um, of thought moving forward and seeing it. You know, real estate is most certainly in many, many cases, most likely always going to go up. If you buy right today, and you buy a property, you say at a 20% discount, 25, 30% discount, and you know, a 20-year mortgage, well, 10 years later, with appreciation, depreciation, and um, and uh, the income that goes with it, you know, you probably owe 30, 40 cents on the dollar. So if I if I could tell, if I could say what I know today, I wouldn't have made any of the mistakes I made, sold any of the real estate I sold for those mistakes. Mm, right. <laughs> That's what everybody would say, right? Yeah. Exactly. So there you go. That's a, like you said, hindsight's 2020, but I like what you said there. How can we make our foresight 2020? And it is that those thought processes and, you know, learning what you've done and then moving forward. And then I think another thing, like you said before, is having those right people around you, like having the people that can advise you and help and make sure that you are on the right track too. you know, getting those really good people around you. But no, that was, that's incredible. So in the real estate investing world, like what if, can you tell me about one of the best deals that you've ever done? Best deal I've ever done. Well, you know, it's hard to say if I didn't do the farmhouse when I, once I got, I got a call, you know, it was um, technically my third deal in real estate, even okay. though it didn't close until like my 16th deal. I get a deal from a farmer and he says, um, Mike, I want to, uh, I, I want to sell my farm for a million dollars. I'm in a one bedroom apartment. I have about 40000 saved up for a real estate deal. He wants a million dollars for his farm. I can't get a bank loan yet. What would most people do, David? Uh, they shy away from it. Maybe exactly. Expect, let's make a deal. I made a deal with them where I could subdivide it, sell any or all of the subdivision towards my purchase price. The rest would be in an owner finance mortgage, which eventually would be my state of income refinance. That refinance allowed me to pay off a mass amount of losses and do the right thing and move forward in real estate. Could that be my number one deal? Well, it's hard to say. You know, I picked up Long Meadow Apartment Complex for $2 million, put a million in it. Today, it's worth uh, two plus X that. 
So it's hard to say what my best deal is, but I'd say every deal can be your best deal if you're not blind into the deal. That's so really good. People look at one factor or one focus in real estate and they forget that real estate's all numbers. If you're in the real estate game, you know, maybe you don't want to be in new construction, but other than that, if you're buying at the right numbers, how are you losing your focus? So when the right numbers come before me, no matter where they are, like when I had done a deal over 5,000 square feet and I got a call to buy a 50,000 square foot office building, I looked at and I looked at a numbers space. Awesome. No, I love that. And that is, I like what you said there. Every deal can be your best deal. And, you know, making sure that you are, you know, getting something out of it. Cause like that one that you did might not have been like your best profit deal or whatever, but it allowed you to pay off that, you know, that debt or whatnot, or get out of some of those holes to be able to make people right. And it's like, that to me is a great deal, you know, cause that way I was able to do what I needed to do in order to move forward. Like you said, keep moving forward, stick to it and keep doing the right thing. So now that was incredible. So just have a couple last questions here on the podcast. I want to say, number one, uh, is there any just general advice, recommendations, whatnot for the real estate investors listening on this podcast that you would want to give to them? Guys, you all have the same opportunity in life. Me, I barely passed high school and I got quite the real estate portfolio, three commercial buildings, apartment complexes. And I did it not because I'm the smartest guy in the room. I did it because I took action. If you take action and you take massive action, you're going to get a lot of results. You know, I used to tell everybody action plus action equals massive reaction and you're guaranteed results. That's really good. So, that's what we, there's that constant theme again around the top people in real estate or just business is that action. I like what you said there, that action plus, you know, plus action, you know, making sure that you are taking that massive action in order to get where you want to be, because you could be, have the greatest mentors in the world. You could be listening to this podcast, living, listening to Mike, but if you just go away from this podcast, not doing anything, then what was the point? You know, like, what are you doing with what you, where you want to go? So that's just great advice. Love that. So Mike, if people wanted to connect with you or, you know, I always ask, you know, how can our listeners provide value back to you? Because you've provided a ton of value here of like your journey, this, you know, mindsets behind that. And I'm just wondering, you know, how do they connect with you or is there anything that you need as far as connections or anything? And, you know, our listener base can, can help you out too. You know, a lot of people have told me to put more stuff out there on social media, you know, it helps people. So I've been doing yeah. a lot more of it. Awesome. My Instagram is Mike, the number two, the fit. That's M I K E the number two T H E F I T Z Mike to the fit. And, um, you know, I, everybody, Stick with your dreams. You know, if you want to do real estate, it's going to become your reality. Right now, there's a lot of 30-year money out there, stated uh, income loans, and a lot of chance to buy opportunities in rentals and real estate. You know, I, I haven't seen a time, even in 07, where you can get a 30-year rental loan for 3.75% with, with no tax returns. And there's a lot to be said for that. The average interest rate over the last 100 years is just over 8%. You know, it's a huge opportunistic time in real estate. I don't think it's going anywhere. There was a lot of home building stopped in 2007. And there's a shortage here in the U.S. You know, stick with your dreams. Believe in yourself. The universe believes in you. Awesome. 
There you go. You've got it right from Mike Fitzgerald here. He's helping you. That is really the way to move forward is making sure that you are, that you're working on yourself too, working on that headspace, making sure you're in the right mental attitude, the right mental space. And then there, that's how you connect with him. Mike to the number two, the fits Mike to the fits. And that's his Instagram handle. So you could go there, follow him, make sure you do. He's got great content. And this is someone who is a mover and shaker. He is literally probably going to go from this you know, podcast and go make more deals like today. So this is a guy who's going to be out there. He's going to, you're going to watch him, watch what he does, watch what massively successful people do. So this is someone that you should follow, see what he's doing and just see the action that he takes. And Mike, thank you for sharing today on this podcast, but thank you for sharing more on social and whatnot, because you do, you bring a ton of value everywhere. I saw that you were just speaking again last night somewhere it looked like too, or out at another event. So it's like all he's always out there providing that value, helping other people. And so Mike, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Really enjoyed having you as a guest. Thank you. And I'd like to say David is one of the smartest people I know in real estate. Well, profit first makes a lot of sense. You know, you want to keep your profit first. If you keep money on the sidelines, you're always going to be able to pay the road bumps along the way. Yep. Stick with your dreams, create your own reality. You can do it. You're listening to a smart guy. Keep listening to this podcast. It's one of my favorites. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you found this episode valuable, could you do me a quick favor? Could you give us an honest rating within iTunes? And be honest, you could say whether you liked it or not. And obviously with iTunes, the more reviews and ratings we have, the better it is for other people that are searching for a profit first in a podcast. So we'd love to be ranked on there. And that's thanks to your help. So we would really appreciate that if you would like to go give us a rating. Also, if you're looking to connect with us further, I would highly recommend checking out our Facebook group, Profit First for Real Estate Investors, and that's literally what it's called. So you can type in Profit First for Real Estate Investors, and you'll be able to find <laughs> you'll be able to find our Facebook group right there. So come join active real estate investors who are supporting each other and growing their businesses and profits together. That's what that group is all about. The link should be in the description below. And if you're interested in working with us and implementing profit first in your real estate business, we offer coaching and guidance. So if you want to work with someone who's actually profit first certified and who works right now currently with real estate businesses, you can actually go start your application process by going to simplecfosolutions.com forward slash apply, or just go right to simplecfosolutions.com and there's an apply button right on there. If you want to actually start your profit first journey with someone who can actually walk you through those step by step and help you know and grow your cash flow. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Profit First REI podcast. See you next episode.